Hey everyone, Adam Roberts here, co-founder and producing artistic director of Tilt Performance Group. And we have a very special Tilt Talks today. And that is because I am sitting here on the other side of the magic Zoom screen with none other than Amy Tarver, Tilt's executive director. Hey, Amy. Hey, Adam. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe it's been two years and this is my first Tilt Talks podcast. Well, exactly. And it's funny to think back that two years ago, almost exactly, you came on as the executive director of Tilt. And it was such a surreal kind of thing because you came on as ED of Tilt what, three days prior to our lockdowns here in Austin, our COVID lockdowns? Yes, it was. I think my first official day was like the 14th or 15th or something or somewhere in there. And then the order came that Friday uh, to that the whole city was going to shut down. So the first month that I joined Tilt was just bananas. I mean, it's two years later and I'm still meeting people in person for the first time, um, which I mean, everyone has just been so gracious uh, for what we've all kind of been through through COVID. Um, but transitioning EDs at a time like that, especially it's my first ED position, you know, like that is, is something that I've been working towards for a very, very long time. And um, to come in at that time was super challenging, but I've got to say that working with you, working with the board, um, you know, Gail really holding my hand through the first few months, um, staying on probably a little bit longer than we had expected due to the pandemic. Um, it's just been wonderful. It's just been absolutely a dream and it's, and it's been super, super rewarding. So yeah, first month was bananas. Um, the second month was, you know, insert another adjective. And then after that, we were rolling. <laughs> we were rolling and it was yeah. really amazing and impressive. And I don't think I even met you in person for maybe close to a year or more yeah. after you came on, which how could that be? I know we, uh, we did our one-on-ones on Fridays and then I think it was like October or November. So I want to say it was like six, seven months. And I was like, Hey, do you want to just go sit? near benches <laughs> like on benches near each other and you're like yeah let's do it and that was how we met for the first time and that's Even what we, we had did. been working together for a year i know i know yes it, it just doesn't seem possible i know yeah. You mentioned Gail, and that would be for listeners who are unfamiliar with sort of Tilt's infrastructure and heritage. Gail Dalrymple, who was one of the other co-founders of Tilt and was the first executive director of Tilt for probably about the first, what, six years, maybe six years, I think. Would that be I right? Think so. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, when Gail was ready to uh, step back from the executive director position, I remember, uh, you know, working with the board to to craft what that uh, what that position would look like and, and sort of job descriptions and things like that. And Amy, you have since told me that it has been a goal of yours, um, you know, for really most of your adult life that you would be the executive director of a theater company. And I would love to hear more about where that goal came from for you. Oh, thanks. Um, it, it, that's very true. Yeah, it's definitely been 
the my biggest goal it was like by 30 i will have a theater company um and i did that i guess march 2020 was a month after i turned 30 so i was right there right on time um but you know when i look back uh i remember being in my first play uh in like second grade and i was the fairy god number and zero was really upset and so i came in and like had a, a really fun monologue that I just like loved. Um, and I've always kind of been a ham like growing up, but that just, it just ignited something in me. And then after that, um, you know, I did some other things, cheerleading, I was in band, but once I hit theater in like eighth grade, that's like when the theater kids know that they're theater kids, like that was me. And I just couldn't get enough of rent and I couldn't get enough of, you know, uh, streaming chorus line or watching cats or fiddler on the roof that's what i was thinking of um and so theater was just i always knew i was going to pursue theater in some way and that dream began um uh, in acting so i was i can't remember a time in my life in high school that i wasn't in at least one show i was doing something consistently um but with doing stuff on stage, I would go backstage as well. And I remember, <laughs> I remember um, doing lights for, I think it was the drunkard. And I don't know if anyone's like familiar with that, but uh, it was kind of like this vaudevillian, like 1870s show. And I remember like missing my blackout cue and just the wave of heat that goes over you when you mess something up. And after that, I never was angry at tech again on stage because as an actor, I'd be like, how hard is it, you know, to push a button? I was like a little diva when I was 16. And then after that experience, <laughs> I was like, okay, no, like it, it just taught me that even if you're not on stage, there are so many pieces to the puzzle and there's so many cogs in the wheel and um i was always uh i was thespian society president right i was drama club president i did the fundraising and and when i went off to new york when i was um 18 i kind of took that with me and i started a theater company in new york uh one of my, one of my best friends uh Devaney graham uh who currently runs a film studio now um in Amarillo, Texas, but we started uh, a, a theater company called Phoenix Envy Productions, and we did David Ives. Uh, if anyone's familiar, we did Mystery at uh, Twickham uh, or Twickenham Vicarage and uh, Babylon Arms. And I uh, kind of leveraged some of my contacts that I had to do their dark nights. So in the theater, everyone, like a theater is going to rent uh, a stage for four weeks, but they're not going to do a show every night. So there's these dark nights. And so I kind of like, like wiggled my way in <laughs> and they allowed me to do things um, on dark nights. And I remember just seeing, seeing all the people that came together to put something on. So it was a long journey. Uh, to get to wanting to figuring out what I wanted to do started with acting uh, it kind of moved to wanting to understand every piece of the pie that makes makes theater so wonderful and then 
you know, on the other side, I mean, it wasn't all roses. Something that I really learned in New York with Phoenix Envy was that in order for me to run a theater company or for me to own a theater company or own a theater, I needed to understand numbers because Adam, numbers are hard. Numbers Uh, are hard. (laughs) Everybody write that down. Lesson one, numbers are hard. But (laughs) I mean, you know, I was 21 and I, I didn't, I didn't get it. And after that experience, I really learned, like, I need to know numbers. Like, if I'm going to run a business, and that's what an ED really needs to do, um, you need to know numbers. So I dedicated probably like four years of my life to learning accounting and like accounting and bookkeeping. And I'm not an accountant, legal disclaimer, not an accountant, but I'm a bookkeeper. And um, it doesn't come naturally to me. Like it's something that I've had to really work hard at. Uh, But, you know, with repetition and the desire, uh, you can do anything. So that kind of, um, yeah, I guess that's my entire life story. But that's how I came to kind of uh, finding my path and and landing at Tilt. I couldn't love it more. Now you mentioned, truly. (laughs) Now you mentioned that. In high school is when a lot of people find their theatrical legs and their passion. And I think that is so true. I also know from our previous discussions that in high school, you were also involved with a, an initiative, a club. I'm not sure exactly what it, what it was, but that worked with disabled students. Is that right? Yeah. So it was called uh, Partners in PE. And I'd like to take this time to shout out Coach Manley, if she's still there at Stony Point High School. Um, But yeah, so I I actually, you know, at first it started off as a way for me to be with my older sister. We were trying to find a class to be together. And this class was a way, and my sister had already done it for a year. So um, I definitely uh, have always admired uh, my sister and the way that my older sister uh, wants to do good. And, and so it was like, Oh, I can take this partners in PE class. And I mean, it's exactly what the name, like what, what it sounds like. So um, students with disabilities were paired with able-bodied students and every like month to six weeks, we would rotate to a different sport. So I mean, I didn't know how to play bocce ball before (laughs) and we all learned together. (laughs) So we did bocce ball, we did basketball, we did volleyball and it was really amazing Um, because you only had to get two credits in PE, right? To like graduate. I did it all four years because I loved it. I mean, I really, really loved it. And um a lot of other theater kids actually did it too. It was um, a way for all of us to kind of uh, to get together. And I always felt so privileged, to be honest. I think like I think like being at a young age and working with individuals with disabilities and recognizing the difference between abilities, but how that doesn't necessarily cause like prevention in whatever it is that you you want to do or are trying to do is so I'm just really grateful for that experience and it's so wonderful um, that now I can kind of marry those two things well and that's exactly where I was going with that because you know I would imagine and I'm 
I'm sure it's the case that when you see a description for, you know, a theater company whose core purpose in in many ways is Mm. disability stories, disability advocacy, the shattering of disability stereotypes as is in our mission. I'm sure that that can be um, bracing for some applicants, you know, um, uh, feelings of, oh my gosh, I don't know what this would be like. I don't know what, what, if I'm capable of doing this or if I'm, if I'm prepared to do this in any sort of way. And I'm wondering when you saw that ad for tilts executive director, what kinds of things went through your mind? And then when you were accepted into the position, what was on your mind then? Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember being very impressed with tilts website. So shout out to Scotty. Scotty Ferguson. <laughs> um, oh yeah. I, I, I remember that. Um, and I remember I was kind of in a transitional period in my life where I had kind of, you know, we talked about when I left school and, and wanting to like, Hey, if I'm going to do this, I really need to learn bookkeeping. You know, I need to be able to feel confident in handling money. Um, and now I'm unbelievably confident, uh, but at the time, you know, 21. So I was kind of in a transition and I wanted to return to, to um, using my talents and my skills in theater. And so when I saw Tilt, um, I, I, you know, I was struck by one phrase and I, I feel like Linda was probably the mastermind of this, but it said, you know, those with disabilities are encouraged to apply. And I just thought that that was so powerful. I'd never seen um, anything on LinkedIn that was advocating for a team member who, you know, had a disability. I've never, I'd never seen that before. So I already liked, um, the vibe of that. I already liked the advocacy of like, you know, not just talking about it, being about it. And so I liked that a lot. I remember thinking, um, and then I also thought, oh, I have, I have experience. Um, but that didn't, you know, that didn't come with some intimidation. I think that, um, I mean, for myself, I've, it's two years now, so I feel a lot more comfortable, um, you know, as long as you navigate disability with kindness as an able-bodied person, you're going to, you're going to be just fine. But at first I was very, very scared of saying the wrong thing. And um, I think that a lot of that comes out of ignorance. It doesn't come out of malice, at least from my perspective. So I think those are, those were my thoughts. I really wanted to learn like what Tilt was all about. And uh, it was probably six months from the first call with Gail to um, the city shutting down and me starting <laughs> the ED. Um, so it was, it was a long kind of interview process, but I wasn't in a hurry because I knew, I knew that, you know, good things uh, come to those who wait and I was willing to wait for this opportunity. Um, and then once, once I joined, I was like, oh no, we were a live theater company that has to go online. How do we do this? 
And thank goodness you were there, Adam, because we got to figure it out together, dear. I think we get to make a pretty good team. I really do. I agree. Now I get to ask my favorite question of all. Um, I don't think I go through one interview without asking this in any context. What surprised you most? So you come to Tilt. Obviously, it was a shocker that there's a worldwide pandemic. Putting that aside, what surprised you most about Tilt? Oh, my gosh. And there doesn't have to be one answer. I was supposed to say, I feel... I feel I was really, I don't know if I was surprised, but I was, I was proud, I suppose. Um, Cause I really didn't know what, I mean, I've worked in theater for what, two decades now um, in some capacity. And I really couldn't point to a performance that I had seen with an actor with a disability. And so I I didn't really know, I've seen shows where it's being embodied by able-bodied actors, um, you know, I mean, Boys Next Door, there's a lot of examples of that also on uh, in movies, um, but I, I didn't know what, what would that would be like. And I was so wildly impressed with the first read through that I went to for all access. Um, I just, I, I was so impressed with that. And another, ooh, another thing that really surprised me was, you know, Tilt does all original work. Like, I don't think a lot of people like understand how much really goes into what that means. <laughs> like a lot of it is like Adam's written the music, right? And Adam and, and our team have written these songs. They're all like a lot of them are original and, and the shows are original and, and seeing, um, seeing the callbacks that are made within a show just comes so naturally to our team members. And that to me was, I was just so, I was so, I was proud and I, I guess surprised um, because that's a, that's a really challenging thing to do as a theater company. Um, it's challenging enough to buy the rights to something and then do it well, let alone devise something from nothing and then do it well. And I was really, really proud of that. And I also, I was surprised too, you know, something that I've always loved about theater, I think is that theater and shows and things kind of create mini families and mini communities, you know, like you have your show family and you have your inside jokes and nobody else gets them, um, but you love it. Uh, and Tilt's really like that. Tilt's, Tilt's very much a community in that way. And a lot of our company members, including myself, our staff, our board, like you just feel better after you've had an interaction with Tilt than you did before. Um, and I guess I didn't, I knew that theater was family, but I think I forgot. And then when I came to Tilt, I kind of was reminded. So that was a pleasant surprise. All the things were pleasant su- surprises, but a bad surprise um, was uh, the pandemic. That was not a great surprise. <laughs> no, not a good surprise. Not a good surprise. No. So now, hopefully this isn't too challenging of a question. I don't like to preface things that way. <laughs> Maybe it's not. You know, as an as a first time executive director, 
You've been now with us for technically over two years. You're a bookkeeper, as you mentioned. I have to say to anyone listening, Amy really is. We would not have we would not have survived COVID as an organization without Amy's acumen, skill, know-how, insight. So if someone else were to ask you, what were the really important things that you did to see tilt through this, you know, people say all kinds of words for the pandemic, unparalleled, whatever time, what would you say to them? Um, I think that's an excellent question. Uh, and something that I've reflected on a lot, you know, um, now that we're kind of on the other side of it and we have a, our first in-person show in June. Um, Feels so I, good I, to say. I know. I'm so excited. Live theater. Um, I would say, well, okay. So thank you very much for saying that. And I think that uh, it also, we wouldn't have been able to continue without Adam. I mean, literally like the programming side is, is so valuable and, you know, we don't have a product without it. So that is, I, I thank Adam uh, for being just a wonderful partner in crime. Um, I would say the not the literal first, crime, everyone, not literal crime. We're <laughs> no, about to no talk. Crime. We're about to talk about bookkeeping. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, not literal crime. Exactly. Um, but uh, my partner in rhyme. How about that? I love oh, that. That was bad, but I did it. Okay. So I think the first thing, uh, if someone was saying like, you know, what, what, what were the things that I did? Um, I, I listened to everyone. So the first thing I did when I joined Tilt is I had a one-on-one -on -one with every single person, uh, every current board member, um, a lot of the company members who were available, um, the staff really just tried to, you know, Tilt had been around for six years. So, you know, you're doing something right. Um, and I think that when a new leader comes in, there's some growing pains. Um, but it really comes down to uh, amplifying what's already working and and turning it up and doing everything you're currently doing, but better, bigger and better and faster. So I think that listening to the team um, and also, I'm not uh, I'm not an expert in disability, and that's a huge component um, that that about why we do uh, what we do and how we do what we do, right? Um, so listening and having the humility to to be okay with not knowing and and being able to learn uh from the team so there's that but then the other part is building a team and then letting the team work you know like i i don't think um i am the type of leader that is super micromanagey uh at all like i just don't feel like anyone needs to be convinced to work so if you want to work you should work and if you don't want to work then you know then you don't have to work here <laughs> or you don't have to work. Um, 
uh, we've never had uh, a na- I haven't had a negative uh, interaction with anybody at Tilt, but that's just kind of my personal philosophy is that people, you know, are going to do their best work when they want to. So it's about finding that motivation and getting out of their way um, and then being available for resource. Uh, I think the other thing too is Linda uh, Frost, who is uh, Tilt's board chair, she had a really big impact and uh, we were going through a transitional period in over the past couple of years with our board and a lot of, uh, you know, historic board members that were a part of Tilt for so long were rotating off and you know, Adam and I both worked uh, and with with Linda in finding those right candidates, uh, you know, to really start activating people's skills on our board and um, and engaging in different different communities within the Austin community. And then the last thing I would say uh, is, yeah, I mean, money was so important during the pandemic and to everybody who heard <laughs> our pleas online and gave, you know, we were said like, guys, we really, like, we really could use the help. Um, you know, there was a, it was a little touch and go there for a hot minute, but we made it through and it was because of everyone who supports Tilt. Um, so I would say to anyone who's interested is make a cash forecast. <laughs> Make a cash forecast. Know where your cash is going in and going out for at least six months. That's what I would say. That was probably the, the one of the most helpful things because it it uh, it really helps you make decisions as a leader on what's important and what isn't. And I would also say, you know, it's interesting in the arts. I I have always felt, and I certainly am not in any way saying that I feel as though theater for theater's sake is not enough of a reason to have theater. Um, I'm certainly not saying that. However, I do think that in our case, there is, you know, I call it the second story. If the story is what we're seeing in a plot on screen or on stage again very soon, which is awesome, the second story for us is this community that is often marginalized in society and seeing the transformation that happens at a tilt event. I can say event now because we have classes and productions and all kinds of things is really, really incredible. I don't think I've ever before worked with a theater company where people waited around so long to meet the cast after a production. You know, yeah. oftentimes people will kind of wait. Oh, I'll wait five, 10 minutes if they're not out. Uh, you know, I uh, tilt, um, tilt after the, after a production, it's amazing to see some people wait a half an hour to meet a cast member, um, yeah. somebody they've never met or never knew existed until they came to this production. Um, and it's really incredible. And I think that that's also, we, I think we are, always very focused on our North star. Mm. And when I go in and sometimes do arts consulting and uh, with other organizations, it's very easy to tell when the North star has maybe gotten a little cloudy. There's a little cloud cover over that North star and it's a little hard to find. 
And I think that together, and this goes back to, I, I really think this goes back to Tilt's roots with Robert and Gail and, and me and our initial company all the way through our board chairs and now through Linda and now through you as executive director. I think that we really have kept that North star always at the prime point in our sights. And I think that as long as we continue to do that, and we're that missional and serving that, then that's sort of what we can ask for, you know? I totally agree. I think that that has a lot to do with our success. Um, I think next year's 10 years. So I think that it's a huge reason. I love that, the second story that you said. I think that that's brilliant, Adam. Um, I think that it's a huge reason why, you know, we've been going for 10 years and we met the pandemic by expanding and growing and figuring it out. Um, and I think, I think you're right. Like our mission um, is one of the most powerful pieces that we have uh, because it is so meaningful and it's so human. And I mean, what are, what is theater other than humans getting together to tell a story of some sort? And it's really awesome that our company members get to engage in, in that way. And the audience kind of feels like a part of it. I think that like when you go to a tilt show or you watch a tilt show, you're just like rooting so hard uh, for the story that you're watching. Um, a lot of times I'll feel like a hanger was in my mouth because I'm just smiling or laughing like so hard at what I'm watching um, because it's just, it is, it's just so human. And I think, I think our mission is a, a big piece of our success. I totally agree. And, you know, I said before that I was about to ask my favorite question and now I'm about to utter my least favorite phrase, which is we're out of time. What? <laughs> I know. Right. But I am sure that this will become a very regular thing that we get to sit and talk and that uh, maybe it's an annual episode between the two of us. I would it. love that because there's so much more to delve into, but I sure do appreciate. Um, obviously, we're in the middle of tax season and in the middle of all kinds of things and you've got your <laughs> you've, you've got your your sleeves rolled up and, and are working hard so i appreciate you taking the time to speak today and i look forward to next time i just love tilt talks podcast thank you adam thanks to all of our listeners um I am so appreciative of being the executive director for Tilt Performance Group, and I hope that everyone has a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next month on Tilt Talks.